0: Good morning, okay, thank you, Pastor Luke for that introduction, and I think it's still not too late, though we waited for 11 weeks. I was scheduled last May for the first time, but the Lord did not will it to happen, and now it's happening. So I'm delighted to be here in front tonight and to be used by God to proclaim the truth. So before we start let me just uh, pray uh, offer a short prayer Heavenly Father we I just thank you in humility Lord I come to you today asking you to prepare our hearts Lord humanly I've been preparing for this text Lord but in the end it will be you who will be glorified it is your word that I am speaking of. It is your word that I am proclaiming today. Lord, without the help of the Holy Spirit, we cannot understand everything that we will be discussing today. Fill us with the Holy Spirit. Help us, help us understand the text. May you be glorified, O Father, O Jesus, in your name. This we pray. Amen. So we've been going through the Lord's Prayer for the last two weeks. I mean, Matthew 6, we started about, uh, during the summer, we have a series of Matthew 6, especially on prayer, but we tackle about the Lord's Prayer just uh, starting two weeks, uh, two weeks ago. And Pastor Luke had been discussing about, we learn about the first set of petitions, and the Lord's Prayer has two sets of, is classified, is, is classified into two types of petitions. The first petition set of petitions, we concentrate on the glory of God. We have been discussing about who God is, the, God as our Father. We have to seek God to seek His glory, His kingdom, His will today we will be starting with the second set of petitions. And now from concentrating, looking up to God, we will now be seeking for what we need. We will be concentrating on what man needs. This is what the second set of petition is all about. And down the line on chapter 6, Jesus was even saying, to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And that's what we did. The last two weeks, we were seeking God, we were seeking His righteousness, and now Jesus is teaching us to seek and to be ready for everything will be added to us. So we are seeking for our needs. So now, it is all about the natural needs. It doesn't mean that when Jesus teaches us to ask for our physical needs, it doesn't mean that the spiritual needs is less important. No, it is not. Because in the succeeding weeks, we will be discussing about what our spiritual needs are. Of course, our natural needs is very important also for our spiritual well-being. So they say that a Christian walk is like a marathon. Even the author of Hebrews was making an analogy of a marathon race for our walk in our faith. Okay, based on my experience, I've been racing marathons, and you cannot finish a marathon. The marathon, by the way, based on studies and statistics, they say that you can finish a marathon with at least 39,000 to 65,000 steps. Why did I bring this up? Because A marathon, in order to finish a marathon, your legs can carry out those steps. And to finish a marathon, you need one step at a time. And your legs can carry out every single step, just like our Christian walk. We need to live day by day. We need to be sustained day by day, both physically and spiritually. But today, we will be concentrating more on what Jesus taught, on who to rely on our daily sustenance, our daily necessities. And to tackle this short verse, of course, when I was assigned this short verse, I was told by Pastor John that it is both a good news and a bad news. A good news because it's only one short verse. And the bad news is you have to expound on this very short verse. (laughs) So you can now uh, feel my dilemma in preparing this one for the last two, three weeks. So now what we will be dealing today is, since it is a short verse, we'll be looking at every word that is used in this verse. Every word has a very special meaning. And as I go through it, I just realized that there has a lot to speak about all these words. And I think a 30-minute preaching is not even enough if we discuss each word. But let me try to fit it in in the next uh, 30 minutes. So let's dive in. So Jesus is teaching us here that it is... God our Father is the one who can sustain us day by day and ask him to provide that daily needs So let's hop in with the word bread What do you think about bread? Obviously, Jesus is not teaching here His disciples or even us That we should not be asking for the literal bread alone Of course, bread, we know that it is the staple food for the Jews at that time, and even even until today. And most of the Western people, bread is their staple food. Unlike us Filipinos, we eat rice, or most of the Asians, we eat rice. Rice for breakfast, rice for lunch, and rice for dinner. And even in between, we eat rice. So, most of my Filipino brethren here are laughing because they can relate. So, okay, bread. He is not literally talking about bread here. And also, in our language today, we learn about the word breadwinner. So, when we say breadwinner, it means that it refers to somebody who is the wage earner of the family he or she is the one who is providing for the family unlike in the years past normally it's the father it's the the husband who is bringing home the the uh, wages or he's the one earning a living but now both the husband and the wife or even children are to feed the family. So we can say that the bread that is referred here is the bread we can also be referred to as money that is brought in the family. And what do we use money for? We need it for our daily needs to buy stuff for our food, clothing, and shelter. This is how money can be used in this In these times, or even before, money is used to buy food. So bread here, when Jesus says, ask for bread, we have to seek God to provide us with our daily needs. Again, daily needs, daily necessities. It is not riches, it is not abundance of wealth, it is not excesses. It is our basic need. So Jesus is teaching us here to just rely on God on those basic things. And in our prayer, it is good to pray only for what we need. And even our scripture reading just before this one, when we read uh, Proverbs 30, it is said, "The, The... Author of that proverb was saying was asking for just enough Enough that he will not Forget to glorify God enough that he will not sin and forget God enough Not lacking so that he will commit He may be stealing for food or stealing just for his needs. Okay, bread. And it's mentioned here, let us put the word our to the bread. O-U-R. Whose bread it is that we are asking for? Our bread. Our share. We don't ask God, Lord, give me my neighbor's bread. Lord, give me my my boss bread no we are not taught to ask for the bread of others that means we have to ask our daily needs through our industry through our work and through our honesty and through honesty so proverbs 31 27 what we've read uh, Proverbs 20, uh, 31, yeah Also states that She looks well to the ways of her household And does not eat the bread of idleness So that means if we are able We are asked to use our talents And skills that you are, we are gifted with In order to earn our living In order to earn our bread So we should not be dependent on dole outs. We should work (laughs) for what we will be earning. Even during the fall, in the fall, God even reminded man that by the sweat of your face, God said, by the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread. Therefore, God was instructing us Now, after the fall, we have to toil for, if you want to eat, you have to toil. You have to work. So God is, the way God, the way God that is providing us, brethren, is is through our work. You don't work, you don't eat. This is how God is providing us. So, in earning our living, we must not also use only our skills and, and talents, but we use it properly. We should be honest. We should be honest all the time. We should not take advantage of somebody else. We should not, we should not uh, work on deceit. We should be honest at all times. We should not bring home our bread through deceitful means. So Proverbs twenty seventeen says, <clears throat> Bread gained by deceit is sweat to a man, sweet to a man, but afterward his mouth will be full of gravel. That means anything that is gained out of deceitful means, will not satisfy us. So we are taught here, brethren, that we should be honest at all times with our work, with the way we earn our bread. So our bread, that means it is not our neighbor's bread. We have to work for it. And while working for it, we should be honest enough. Not by deceit, it is through honest means. Now it is even thought. Now it is our bread. Now let's put in the word daily to the equation. It says our daily bread. There are a lot of of uh, commentators saying different things, but they are saying, uh, is, is it only for today? Is it? For for the future, how 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 many it is? Why every day? Why day by day? No? Why day by day? God was teaching us. Let us be reminded of the people during the the, uh, the Israelites, the wilderness generation of Israelites. Just right after they went out, they crossed the Red Sea. Then they were celebrating. Then after the celebration what did they do they complain they grumble and God they even they even went to the an extent of saying that it is better for us to go back to Egypt that's what they're saying and God heard their complaints God heard their grumbling and God was instructing Moses in Exodus 16:4, God was telling Moses tell the people that tomorrow i will rain bread from heaven and we know the story god rained bread god provided them with manna, and this sustained them all throughout their wilderness journey for 40 years it only stopped when they were about to possess the promised land so and god provided them day after day after day and what is the lesson for this brethren church what is the lesson for this the lesson for this is that we just have to trust god we have to trust in his word and even jesus was saying when he was tempted god does not live by bread alone but on every word that comes out from his mouth so when god says it will happen it will happen and when god says depend on him on our daily needs then we should depend on him our daily needs Remember daily So it means that God it's not only for today. God will be Through this petition. We are reminded that God is Taking care of us every day not only today, but tomorrow every day until we reach The we reach home because we know that this world that we are treading in is not our final home we're not the citizens of this world, but We are citizens of heaven before we reach there just like the israelites god will provide us day after day for our daily needs so this is how we are taught here just to depend on god day after day so it also meaning enough for the day just like the israelites they were instructed to take enough manna for that day except for the day prior to the sabbath and why is it because God does not want them to work during the sabbath they want God wants to allocate that day for him alone to glorify him so what happens is if they take more than what they need during the day then the following day the manna will be spoiled and during sabbath since God instructed it To take good for two days prior to the sabbath then they can still eat during the sabbath that's how dependent our god is and that's how god wants us to just give our full trust in him for our bodily satisfaction so living one day at a time is a resounding lesson here church no this is pointed out here even in Matthew, this is also in line with what God taught in Matthew 34. Verse 34, in this same chapter, when God says, Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious of for itself. So sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So now, all of us here does not belong to the same Economic class We have the rich we have those in the middle and we have those who are poor and needy Now let's talk about the rich and those in the middle income Because there might be an objection saying that Is it right that Jesus is only teaching us to ask for the day and what? what if those in the middle and the upper class can afford to store up food for let's say a week a month or even a year i was thinking of this because maybe this this prayer this petition is only good for those who can uh, afford for a day's worth of food what about those who can afford to store up for one year so brethren have we have you just remembered the feeling during the pandemic covid so because while i was preparing this one i had a chance to be coming back and forth dubai as pastor luke mentioned that i'm i'm in dubai um every weekend my wife is in dubai so i have to join them every sunday so while i was there i met up with with the the couple who shared to us the gospel that's why i am here today so and we were talking about the pandemic and i just remembered about our discussions during the pandemic and during the course of the discussion we're talking about our feelings especially during the first week of the pandemic how do you feel, brethren? We feel uncertainty. We feel even if you have my point here is that even the have even those rich, even those who can afford to store up a year's worth of, of food. Do you think that money is worth when we have uncertainty during that time? Do you think that you can eat your money? No, because I would quote what Calvin says in his, John Calvin, in his commentary about this uh, petition. He says that unless God feeds us daily, the largest accumulation of necessities of life will be of no avail. Though we may have abundance of food and everything else, unless they are watered by the secret blessing of God, they will suddenly vanish. Or we will be deprived of the use of them or they will lose the natural power or to support us so that we shall famish in the midst of plenty. So unless there is the blessing from God, we, these riches that we have, even the plenty of food that we have, they cannot satisfy us. They will just be gone in, 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 a, in a snap of your finger. We heard of a story of, of those young guys in, uh, in, in, in the world of athletics, especially those who are skillful enough and are paid millions. And we heard stories of them that they are at, at a young age, they, they earn millions and they squandered it. And during their later years, they become poor and needy. So just like that, brethren. Those riches, those material things are nothing unless there is a blessing from God. So our plenty is not is not a guarantee. When the supply chain broke during the pandemic, there were shortages. We heard of the news of shortages in the US, in Canada, in Europe and even in some other Asian countries. And food prices becomes and and the food prices just skyrocketed. So again, unless God blessed it, unless we ask, and our, our our confidence is only on God, then we will not be satisfied and we will not be sure of our bread. So now let's 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 go to another word. The word was give no the action word give we were taught in this petition that lord give us no the word give for me when i contemplate on this one why give it is something like we should be in a posture of begging Remember when our kids, when we, when, when I, I just remember when I was just a little kid and we uh, go to a mall or even my children were we were they were small, no, and uh, we went to the mall and they want something. Ma, give me this. Pa, give me this. Give, give. They are in a posture of begging because they want it, they need it, they feel they need it. So. Here, the word "give" is for us to be reminded that we have to beg for the daily needs. We have to beg, just like what Calvin was saying in his comments, unless God watered unless God watered by, the, by His secret blessing, then all these things that we have will just vanish. So give, we have to be begging and what we have read earlier in verse 8 even that author was saying remove far from me falsehood and lying give me neither poverty nor riches feed me with the food that is needful for me we have to beg what is just what we just need we have to beg what is enough for us did it teach us to beg for abundance no only enough for us and to give to give to whom give to me no and even it is not we are not even taught here Lord lend me the food Lord sell me the food no we are not begging to to be lent with the food or be sold with the food, but Lord, give me. So it means that, Lord, make it mine. I want to consume it, Lord. This is how the Lord wants us in our prayer. This is what the Lord teaches us as our posture of our prayer. Okay, and he said, give us. We have to give, not Give only to me, but give us. There is a sense of community here. Now, what we are taught here, it is a lesson for us to also remember those who have, who don't have. We remember those brethren who aren't poor and needy. Of course, they also need to be fed. You may have something to to eat now. But some other people don't have. And if God is giving us more than enough, so we have to share with what we have. And even God in his instruction to the wilderness generation of Israelites, he was even saying that take what is enough for you and the one who will, who, whom you will share it with if you go through that uh, verse in Exodus 6, in that chapter, Exodus 16, God is very clear. Take everything that you need and those to whom you are sharing it with. That means it is, there is a sense of community of this petition. We have to remember those also who are needy. Pray for them or better yet, share your food with them. So we don't there is a, 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 there's even an encouragement here that the meal that we share, that the meal that we eat should be shared with somebody else. Have you experience of eating alone? How do you feel when you are alone on the table i've experienced that <laughs> since january 1 most of the time i'm eating alone at home my wife and my daughter is now in dubai because january 1 is the first day of my daughter youngest daughter to be working in dubai so since january 1 my wife is with anya so just imagine i'm eating i was even contemplating last night just to have this mental exercise of going through my preaching, I was even contemplating how have I felt the past, how many, three weeks now, that most of the time I'm eating alone. You know, I feel lonely and I don't have that appetite to eat. And I felt that I am depriving myself of a good food. No, aside from my wife preparing for the food, I have to 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 prepare my food for myself. Thank God for Talabat. I can always dial in <laughs> and order Talabat. Uh, I, I I can ask somebody to deliver. But mind you, brethren, it is difficult to eat alone. And last night I, I just <clears throat> went through I was went through the internet. I was just um, browsing. Just trying to Google, what are the benefits of eating with family or friends? Lo and behold, I came up with an article that was published in June 2022. And I will just read to you what I, I got as, as some of the benefits. So there are four benefits that I, I got. It says, the article says that it promotes the release of positive emotions. Well, eating alone for the past three weeks, I was lonely, and there's no one to talk to while eating. Then I have to hurry up eating, and I I need to do something else. I, I, I need to wash the dishes after because my wife is not here. I'm doing it alone. I have to clean up. So I have nobody else to share stories with while eating. And it provides a meaningful time together you feel eating in the table, dining with your, with your family on the table? The time we spend there with our family discussing things or even, even um, sharing problems is, is something that can uplift us, something that is so meaningful, time spent together with the family or even friends and also it can lead to healthy eating habits why is it when I read through the reason why it says that when you are eating with somebody else you tend to eat slowly and this is the way we should eat maybe some of the doctors here can can attest to that, that we should eat slowly we should not eat hurriedly Now, this is the proper way to eat and when you're eating with somebody else of course you have to have conversation so you tend to eat slowly and finally it also improves communication because while eating you are also communicating with the person you are eating with unlike when you're eating alone you cannot converse with the food you cannot talk to the food okay food feed me today you cannot do that you need somebody else to be with you again the word us here give us means We are to encourage to pray for the needy and aside from that. It is also pleasant and it is advisable for us to Dine with Our brethren you can invite your your brethren to dine with you at home And of course, uh, I've been invited several times by Pastor Luke and Pastor Luke is hosting a even a meal for 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 all of us no? for for uh, some of us, one at a time. So I've been there, I think my family was invited for two, three times. We've been there in Pastor Luke's house. So eating with friends, we are also encouraged. with uh, Eating with friends and family. So finally, my friends, my, my brethren, what we have discussed so far is... All about our need our necessities what we are encouraged with is in this petition is to ask for the necessities not for riches or abundance of wealth but for our needs so this is what we all require in our journey from the wilderness we are in right now in this world before we are at home. We, we reach home with Jesus. So all other things, all other things aside from our necessities are just an excess baggage. So if we are able, we are also encouraged to use our skills, our talents, for us to earn a living. To us to bring that bread on the table. We are also asked to work And to work honestly. Our efforts are even useless apart from the agency of God. And this is what Psalm 127 verses 1 and 2 says. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. So, unless the Lord wills it, then all our toil is of no use. And therefore, let me leave you with what one, I, I, I quote. One of R.C. Sproul's uh, Discussion about the Lord's Prayer When he says that This petition Verse 11 Is A petition of the Lord's Prayer That teaches us to come to God In a spirit of Humble dependence Dependence on Him Asking Him to provide what we need And to sustain us Day by day Thus, God our Father is the only one whom we can trust to sustain us every day of our lives until we come home with Jesus. So let us pray. Father God in heaven, we thank you for your reminder that all we need, Lord, all that can satisfy us is the glory, your glory. Lord, we just need enough, enough for us to be satisfied, physically satisfied, because you have already filled, Jesus has already done so much for us. We trust him, we trust you, Lord, to sustain us day by day. We thank you, Lord. Lord, help us, help us to earn a living, to work for it, to work for it, Lord, so that we can be fed. We know that this is the only means that you are blessing us through our work. And Lord, help us to work also honestly, to earn our living honestly. We just thank you, Lord. We just give you back all the glory, all the honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.